December 29th, 2023, Royalty Ministries Bible Study Lesson. We've given God praise, glory, and honor. We've had a very uh, uh, impactful time. And in the midst of all of that, there's a word to give us peace, to give us understanding, and to lead us and guide us through this situation uh, um, of our loss, of our, 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 our elder, our mother of the church, friend, mm-hmm. uh, shoulder to lean on, hand to squeeze, uh, mm-hmm. uh, just beautiful woman of God, Sister, sister Pat unexpectedly yeah. uh and you know the worst type of pain and, and trauma is the one you least expect all right um but we do know uh, personality <laughs> so we don't ever know and being in the mm. midst of it and seeing it watching it and trying to figure out what's going on and what I can do, uh, why. Oh, it's very, it's been very, very, very painful and hurtful. Um, But she didn't die. She didn't transition. She just went home. All right. And she on this phone with us tonight because Bible study Mm -hmm. was her favorite out of everything. She loves studying and reading (laughs) and reading the Bible and going through these had uh, on here, and, and and we have just as much as fun and energy as we would have normally. We're gonna go and go through these questions. We're gonna go ahead and get started. And then if you if you studied these questions and you went through these questions, these questions are appropriate for the situation that we're dealing with. Mm. What's number one? Our first question. The first question is, what will the king or master say to the servant in the word of God? Mm, 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 mm. The same thing that he told Sister Pat on Monday. Mm. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Amen. That's what the master said to Sister Pat. Mm. 25 and 23 is the scripture. Down, whatever. It says, the master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small, so not I will give you many more responses. Let's celebrate together. Mm-hmm. See, what we will realize, and some of us have, and some of us have gotten there yet because we all mourn differently. What we will realize, and me and Jack talked about this the other day, is Sister Pat was faithful with the responsibilities that God had given her down here. And so the scripture said, 
because she was faithful in handling the small, the scripture said, he said, okay, my good and faithful servant, come on up. I got greater responsibilities for you mm. in heaven. All right. He said, Patricia, you've done it all. You, 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 you go to the park and you give to the homeless and you in the wig shops and in the grocery stores praying for people. You in the parking lot praying for people. You at the ministry giving out uh, gift cards every week and finances every week. You sending out T-shirts and buying chains to people you don't even know and putting fig uh, seeds in them. He said, there's nothing else for you. You, you, you've, you've passed with flying colors so Come on up, my good and faithful servant. Mm. Let's celebrate, he said, together. Yes. See, at the judgment seat of Christ, those who are faithful to the Lord, save them, will hear those words. That's those are. We know, sis, we, we, we know Sister Page. We don't got to guess. We don't got to think it. We know where she is. Be Come on. Faithfulness to the assignment that she was giving down here. The assignment she was giving for the whole year she was with us. Because of that faithfulness, she heard the words, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm -hmm. Amen. No true servant. Of God can ask for more. She got what she wanted. Mm -hmm. That's all. That's all. She her 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 scariest. The scariest scripture for her. And we, me, and her talked about. Her greatest fear was that she would, and God would uh, get away from me. You were her. That was her scariest. That was her scariest thing. She wanted to hear the. Good and faithful servant. And I know she did. Mm. Because of the situation I saw in front of me. I saw it take place. I saw it manifest itself. And I know, and I know, and I felt it, and I still do. That was the Lord saying, Patricia, you have nailed it. There's nothing else for you to do down here. You've yes. given these people wisdom, love, nurturing, mm. kindness. I have something greater for you in heaven. Come on up, Patricia, my good and faithful servant. All right. Amen. Now those are the words. Those are the words we want to hear. Amen. Mm, all right. And while she was down here, her last moments down here, she was talking about the goodness and her love for God even more, even even more on cue. So a good and faithful servant seeks and serves God, and we know that's what Sister Pat did. Right? She saw him mm -hmm. and served him. Amen. I can still hear her on here now talking about, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can hear her right now. What, 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 what do good and faithful servants do? They, uh, some examples, they study God's truth. That's what we're doing right now. Second Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, all the scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for the teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. That man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. 
So the, so so one of one of the ways a good and faithful servant is, is is a good and faithful servant is by studying God's word. The next is put God's word into action. We know not only did Sister Pat study, if you went to her house, she had a list of scriptures and notes as she went through different Bibles and different books studying. She was reading a book right now, trying to the book said how to love more like Jesus. And she was trying to be and, and, and as much as loving as she already was. She she wanted to love better, wanted to love more. She wanted to improve. She realized, she, she said, I haven't gotten to my peak yet. But Monday, God has said, yes, you did. You have reached the peak. You've reached the top of the mountain. Now, come on up, Patricia, my good and faithful servant. There's nothing for you to do down here anymore. Come on. So then the Bible said, we, we, we got to put God's word into action. Tell others the good news. Isn't that what Sister Pat did? She's in the wig store trying to get the cashiers to come to church. Amen. Shoot, Jesus left his disciples with the command to tell others about his saving grace and goodness to make disciples of them. Man, that's what, oh, Sister Pat, she was, she was, she was in the parking lot. What was that Saturday? I think she said, or matter of fact, I think it was last Thursday. She was in a parking lot with a, a first lady from another church and she was praying for that woman. She was telling me the story, how she prayed for her and she shared with her the good news. And she said the spirit told her to tell that woman some uplifting and encouraging things. And she was just so excited that God used her to assist this woman. And that's what good and faithful servants do. Not only do they read the word they practice what they preach not only be a hearer but be a doer of god's word a faithful servant does what offer assistance to those less fortunate that's what sister pat did all the she offered too much assistance she got i i, I had to teach her baby you giving too much she came to me and said thank you 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 talk say give 20 don't give 40, but just give 20. I say, yeah, you, you, you're doing the work of God, but, but, but DC told you to give 20 for a reason, not 40. A good and faithful servant, forgive those who harm you. We all heard the story. Sister Pat told her a thousand times how she went into that hospital room and forgave her father for what he had done and how he had made her feel. Mm -hmm. That's what a good and faithful servant does. This instruction can be found in what? The Lord's Prayer that we read every Sunday. Mm -hmm. Matthew 6 and 12 says, forgive us as we forgive our. That's what a servant. Now, let's go through the list so far. Now, a good and faithful servant studies words. Sister Pat did that. Put God's word in action. Everybody, everybody on this phone right now, can you testify or say amen that you saw Sister Pat put God's word into action in your life? Amen. 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 Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay, Brother Addis can tell my mama 2,000 miles away. She can, that's how powerful Sister Pat's uh, 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 God felt like was. She was touching people that wasn't even the same state as her. Can you do that? Oh, Jesus. She touching people from Michigan and Flint, Atlanta, and Georgia. She, she touching people from my 
she ain't even never met, but she had an impact on their lives because she was a true child of God and wasn't playing church. She was living it. Amen. Shoot. When Daddy Joe found out, he was sad. A woman he never met. Canaan was sad. Auntie Sheila in Atlanta still, she was a little disturbed. So we know Sister Pat, if we look at those things, we know where she went. That's what a good and faithful servant does. Forgives, offers assistance to the less fortunate, put God's truth into action and study God's truth. So the, the first question was, what does the master say to the, uh, to the servant? Well done, good and faithful servant. And I know, so we know, if you don't know, you know now. Sister Pat is smiling because she heard those words. Mm. Well done. Good job, Patricia. That's all she, that's all she ever talked about. She didn't, she didn't really care about what, what, she didn't care what Peter would say. She didn't care what Paul. Was well done, Patricia. Good and faithful servant. And I know in the name of Jesus, she heard that just in that one he was around us, she made impact on each one of our lives. My Alana, Marquita, and, Comac, and he, Sister Comac, even your sister Tony, and Jack's mother, and Addis, yeah. and Cece, and Shayla, yeah. Mama Brown, and Auntie, Auntie Kooky, and Sheila, my mama, Daddy Joe. Yeah, look at that. I done named off almost 20 people she didn't touch. And that's even that's not even including the folks we don't even know about. People in the wig store, people at the grocery store, the gas station, people at the uh, Goodwill. She was touching people everywhere she went. And so God said, you have completed your assignment. You have done well with the small that I've given you down here. Patricia, I'm going to call you up and give you greater responsibilities here with me. Thank you, God. Amen. Thank you, God. That, we shouldn't continue to be sad. We should con be, continue to be this is a, we're down she went back home all the people would get You made it. You crossed it. You finished it. And that's what Sister Pat did. We don't. Yes. Yes. Let some shed, some tears share because she, you know, you won't be able to lean on her in the seat, but you can celebrate because she made it where she was trying to go. She didn't change her life for us. She changed her life so she could be with God. And she got what she prayed for, what she worked for. Mm -hmm. Doing. I don't know about you. I want to be more like Sister Pat. Amen. She should. That woman was so loving and kind. 
but she's still reading a book about how to be, how to love more like Jesus. That says a lot about her right there. Amen. What's question number two? All right, hold on, give me a second. When, oh, when we are absent from the body, where does the believer go? Again, do you see how these questions go with what we're dealing with this week? Go ahead, Maisha. Oh, just be present. When you're absent from the body, you're present with God. Amen. Amen, sister. Amen. I hear Sister Pat saying amen. The phrase absent for the body is found in 2 Corinthians 5, 6 through 8. It says, we are confident, yes, well, please, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> to be present with God. <laughs> Shoot. All yeah. these, so, so, so what it's saying is all these aches and pains and bum knees and arthritic hands yeah, yeah. grip my eyes, my butt hurt. I went to bed feeling good, woken up stiff. He said, oh, whether you still want to be going through all of that or whether you rather mm-hmm. be with your creator, your master, your healer, your deliverer. Uh, I didn't know what Sister Pat was saying. Hmm. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 and 1, for destroyed, not build your body. Your body breaks down. Even when you're young, you got issues. Come on. Jesus. I woke up stiff the other day, man. What the hell is going on? <laughs> Old age. What the hell is going on? Come on, Jesus. Man, as a, why am I stiff? Look at that Shayla say, what the hell? I can't sleep. What the is it you? I don't have problems. I'm, I'm Superman, but your body breaks down. Come on. Yes, but it does. says when that tent is destroyed, you have a building from God. Jesus. An eternal house in heaven, not built by man's hands. So as Paul states here, when this body we live in gives way, we have an eternal one mm. waiting for us. Mm. Sister Pat had, had another place waiting for her. She ain't homeless. She ain't just, no, she had something better, something more powerful, something that she, ooh, she didn't have to worry about that ache anymore in that hand, that ache in her back. She didn't have to worry about that high blood pressure. She don't got to take diabetes medicine anymore because God had something better waiting for her when he removed her from that tent. Jesus. Come on. Shoot, we shift our residence from this earthly tent, our temporary bodies, to eternal home, our heavenly bodies. Amen. What's the song say? I know a place where ain't nobody crying. Ain't no <laughs> Okay, I'll take you there. They talking about taking you to your eternal home. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. See, I know a place, ain't nobody in no wheelchairs, ain't nobody in no uh, uh, crutches, ain't nobody talking about my blood pressure high, nobody got to worry about having seizures, nobody with a, everybody's vision is 2020. 
Amen. Amen. Mm. Our heavenly body and design to live forever. And this is what awaits those who put their trust in Jesus. Sister Pat, we just, we, 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 we celebrate you, baby. You made it, baby. You mm -hmm. made it. 74 years. Celebrate her. She, she made it. She finished the race. She finished the, the same race you running right now. We know somebody that crossed the finish line. She Come finished on. it. Celebrate her. Go get you yeah. some gay. You should be having your wine and cigarette right now. She made it. If she can do it, I can do it. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yes. No, don't be depressed. Don't be uh, have anxiety. Don't feel, oh, Lord. No, she made it. She did what Amen. we were. She did what we were born to do. We were born to cross the finish line and to be with our father, which are in heaven. Yep. You weren't yep. born to stay down here forever. Why would you want to stay here forever? It's a racist, mean, dark, elfish, dirty, ratchet, trifling. She don't got to worry about interest rates no more. She don't got to worry about making that doctor's appointment. Oh, she, she said, whoa, everything is. Now when she dances, she dancing on Peter's chest. Addis, don't get jealous. She moving and grooving now. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> All right. Amen. She used to not like to drive at night because of her vision. She don't got to worry about that no more in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. The Bible said one of her greatest fears was having amnesia and dementia and Alzheimer's. She don't got to worry about that no more. Come on. No. We would be selfish if we said, well, 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 we want her to stay. No, we don't. We want her to not have to worry that fear. You know how many times I prayed for her about that was by her. Every time I saw her, I about that. That was bothering her faith. That was, that was, that was, she, the, the devil was using that to tear her down, beat her down. Every time she forgot one thing, he would say, ha ha, you're going to be just like your mama. And we, I, have, I, we, I prayed over that. But now she don't got to worry about that. Everything is working perfectly, correctly, like it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. So as you go through life, especially if you should face difficulties or real challenges in life, the longing for your eternal home should intend. And so what it's saying is we, the more we live down here, the more we should want. When life's good and everything is going on, you may be aware of your eternal home, but you may not want to dwell in it as much. However, if life becomes too overwhelming and your body stops functioning the way you want it to, this is when you long for your eternal home. Because as Paul said, this earthly tent is being destroyed. Mm -hmm. So this desire is on the surface or buried, but it's in all of us. The moment you pass from this life, there's a heavenly dwelling waiting for you. For those who trust and believe in God. Amen. 
I don't know who they're. I've been homeless before. I've come to my house and they've had a uh, they've had a, uh, a wood over it and a, and a and a sign on there that says you've been evicted. And boy, that's an awkward situation. Where am I going to sleep at night? But what Paul is saying is when you leave this earthly twin, you don't got to worry about where to lay your head because it is already a place waiting for you with your name on it. That's a blessing. So yes, we leave from the story. I don't care how much you work out. I don't care if you vegan. I don't care if you uh, just quit smoking. I don't care if you never smoked or never drank or whatever it is. You never ate a piece of chicken in your life. Whatever. <laughs> this tent will be destroyed. But, I, but the blessing is that God has a place for us. Addis, what's number? All right. Uh, what does the word Israel mean in in the Bible? Anybody? Um, is chosen one like faithful and like prevail? Amen, amen, amen. I like that. I like that. Anybody else? Israel is a name used 2,431 times in the Bible. Quite a bit. And Israel is the meaning God contends or the one who struggles with God. And those identified with that name are God's people, or like Maisha said, chosen for purpose. And that is what Israel ultimately means, God's people. So God gives this name to Abraham's grandson, Jacob, after he spends a night wrestling with God. And that is in Genesis 32 and 28. He, he spends a night wrestling with God. We, we, we did that lesson before, but he. He's, some of y'all doing that. And he took Sister Pat. Why? She had so much to do. Why? Why? But so much to do as far as who decides. You? Or her master, her creator. Stop wrestling with God. God wants you to forgive somebody. Quit wrestling with him. Well, why? Then shouldn't they come to me? They hurt me first. They the oldest. They the one that did. Stop wrestling with God. Mm. All my all my parents are on this phone. Well, they my babies. And they, nah. Stop wrestling. Let them kids take your hands off them kids. Step back. Thank the woman or the man. Have no time. Let it go. That's not your. That's not the job God wants you to have. That ain't the job. Well, maybe God don't know what He I know what's best for me. Stop it. Whoa. See, we wrestle with God way too much. 
way too much. And you spending that energy grasping on God when you could be spending that energy doing what God has for you to do. Some of us are behind in reaching our destiny because we didn't spend many hours wrestling with God. There's a blessing a mile ahead for you. But you're going to get it two, three days later because you didn't spend two, three days wrestling with God about something. Stop wrestling with God. Do you trust him or do you not trust him? Do you believe the Bible said God knows he, he knows what's best for you? Lean not on my own understanding. Stop wrestling with God. Stop fighting with God. Stop even with the, why God. Sister Pat was so kind. We barely, oh, okay, but hold on. He knew what's best. He knew what time it was. He 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 made sure he put it on my heart that I we went to go get her so she could spend Christmas with those that she loved and sit around and talk about the ministry and the goodness of God. Come on. She didn't go by herself. We didn't find her three days later. She had a smile on her face. She didn't suffer. And she complete, completed, oh, the work that he had for her down here. Amen. Amen. Stop wrestling with God. They liars and shake a little bit more money then, but I wrestled with him and then he got me in a headlock and put me to sleep and I said I tapped out and said, okay, let's do it your way. <laughs> Don't wrestle with God. If God is telling you to let those kids go, let those kids go. If God is telling you to make changes in your health, make changes in your health. If God is telling you to let certain relationships be done. The season is over for those. Things in your life. What is this? Resurrection. Anybody? What was it again? I don't know if I read it right. What did Jesus do in the 40 days after his resurrection? I think that's what I got. Oh, yeah. He. Go ahead, Mike. Like, after he just, like, taught people, he just went about, like, healing people and showing miracles and just let spreading the word the gospel in spite of you know those that crucified him and talk bad about him and he just had a mission to complete and he just kept going I like that now hey man I, oh. amen just watched Amen. all the trials and tribulations. You're supposed to be dead, and we've written you off. And you know, he said, <laughs> no love to those who, you know, that's at the table, Mis misused them, and everything. 
He completed his mission. Amen. He didn't. Completed her mission. God even see so 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 put that together. Even Jesus had a he, he had to go back home. Shoot, they were sad. They said, Jesus, you can't stay. He said, No, I finished what I've come here to do. I'm done. I have to go back home. He wa I, I want to go back home. Even Jesus went back from the time Jesus rose. And three days later, Jesus emerged victorious over death from the tomb. And for the next 40 days, he taught and ministered to his disciples. And what must, you know, probably was a very uh, powerful experience preparing them for his ascension to heaven. Now, here you go. Sister Pat taught us a lot of stuff these last couple weeks before Monday. She had different conversations with each one of us. I didn't know he had, she had certain conversations with Sister Comat. I didn't know she had certain conversations with Maisha, but I heard yesterday. She had a different conversation with Maisha than she had with Addis and so on and so forth. See, so when she was here for this last little month and a half here, she was preaching and teaching and ministering to each one of us differently because her ascension to heaven was almost near. She talked to Maisha about being a single mother. That's a personal, deep conversation. Somebody would say, why? Because that's the last thing God gave her to give Maisha. She had a certain conversation with Addis. Why is that? Because that's the last thing Sister Pat got from God to give to Addis. She had did her work, and then she ascended to heaven, just like Jesus. Jesus, mm -hmm. Jesus, he came from the grave. He wasn't partying and on the, he, came, he finished teaching them, getting them ready for him to leave. Sister Pat was teaching us the last few services, even at the, uh, 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 um, the little dating event, she was still teaching us. She was still preparing us for her ascension to heaven. Mm -hmm. See? So for 40 days, Jesus showed the world that he lived again because he wanted to show them, you fools, thought you could kill me, but you couldn't. He walked and talked in place. Thousands, he hit. He not been feeling good. She, she continued to teach. She continued to love. Yes, she did her job. Now will you do yours? Mm. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Sometimes we get, and that's another thing too. Brother Jack made a good point about that too. We've talked about this. Sometimes we get too attached. And when we get too attached, we put ourselves in awkward situations. Because again, we don't know when those things we're attached to will be removed from us. 
because there's a season for everything. There's a season for everything. There's a season. For, I remember when my grandmother passed, when I first came down here, that was in Arizona. That was one of the most saddest days of my love, my grandmother. That was my best friend. I would sit, and she was the church secretary. I would lay on her lap all through church, and, and, and just I just loved her, and she was awesome and i was so mad at god i yelled and screamed at him say there's a lot of evil other mother suckers out here you let stay and you took one of the kindest people in the world away but i realized as i studied more and got more into the bible that i can't be attached to everything there's a season that's why because that's why jesus told them he said if you want to follow me you can't be attached. He said, those who follow me got to be willing to let mama go. Got to be willing to let daddy go. Got to be, because, because they, they, they will all ascend, but there will still be work for you to do down here. He wasn't being called bloody. He was just saying, hey, the goal is for everyone to come be with the father. And so we can't be attached to things because when we get too attached, those things can deter us, can depress us. They can become distractions. They can hurt us. They can put us in bad places. And bad. He's not saying don't have empathy or don't uh, sympathy. He's not saying don't mourn, but he's saying when it's time, sometimes we got to, that's why I love his mother. His mother was able to detach and say, look, I, that's my son, but he has work to do. So we have to be able to do that. What we got here? When we believe. So when we fight our spiritual battle within our hearts, our minds cause us to believe the lie that we are alone and we're not alone. Sister Pat right. may be gone, but she is still, she may be gone physically, but her spirit is still here. Mm -hmm. And if you can't feel her spirit on the fall or even in the midst of you sometimes, that's something you got to work on. Mm -hmm. I went back to my house yesterday and I felt her spirit in the house and when i was preaching and, and teaching and playing music and putting candles up and speaking all over that home i could still feel her spirit i could still feel you should be able to still feel her love that she left in your life and i think she'll always like watch over you like you know like with my mom being here in my house and it's like little things, like like a, a breeze, a smell. When I wake up, I look at the clock, the numbers that show up, like I would turn on the radio and her favorite songs would come on. So yeah, you'll probably feel that more presence more strongly Yes, she ain't going nowhere. She loved us too much. Mm -hmm. Now, bless my baby. I want this ministry. That ministry. I love that ministry. Bless that ministry. Now she got access to it. She ain't going nowhere. I can still, I can still feel Sister McGee's presence on the prayer line. Who got the power? Mm. 
So no, they may not be next to you physically, but spiritually, they left a mark and you should feel that spirit. Yes, they did. Mm -hmm. Addis, what's the next question? Right, hold on just a second. Number five. What is the meaning of Psalms 94, 19? That whenever you're going through anything in life, Whatever it is, if it's your kids, loss of a loved one, if it's your job and addiction, or you got a problem at home with your spouse, or your, or just, or you had an argument with a family member, anything, just turn to God and just talk to Him and let Him resolve the situation. Because that's what He's here for, is to take everything you have. To the Lord. Yep. Amen. <laughs> that yes, that I mean that sums that's it up. It. That's, that's it. it. That sums it up. <laughs> that's it. Can't get no Amen. more simpler than that. Can't get no more. Amen. Psalms 9419. Mm -hmm. Demonstrates that is that this verse promises that God gives us comfort and is mm -hmm. fighting for us. So in the midst of the in the midst of sister sister Pat being brought brought home, God is here to comfort us. Yes, yes. Pat. Yes. This 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 common Bible verse teaches us that God is our light in darkness. That no matter what form of darkness, no matter what form that darkness might take, He's still the light. Broken hearts, outside circumstances, eternal shame can cause us to hide our faces from God. But however, Psalms 94 and 19 shows us that we can run towards him in our distress rather than run away. A lot of us, when we lose loved ones, we, we run away from God because we mad at God. No, run Amen. to God. Come on. Amen. Run to him. Yes, you mad he took granny. I know yeah, you mad he took sister. Yeah, he yeah. took mama. But you don't run away. You run to God. He is the comforter. He is the deliverer, the healer. He's the one. See, I can hold you, but can't nobody hold you like God can hold you. I can comfort you, but can't nobody comfort you like God can. Thank you, Luke. That's why I'm feeling better right now. Oh, I love sister right. Pat. Miss sister Pat. Love. Monday, I was feeling, what was that? Tuesday, I was feeling horrendous. Had to have Addison Jack come. And we, what well, we watched, Rick James and Dave Chappelle and Prince and all of that. <laughs> and, and I was trying to find comfort. And, but then I finally got comfort because I went to the comforter. You know, that's what they call him, right? The comforter, okay? He's the comforter. Her. That's one of his names. I am that yeah. I am. the comforter. When I finally went to him, that's when I got some peace. I got some joy, some understanding. And then when I went to the comforter, that's when I started to feel the presence of Sister Pat. And he and I felt that Sister Pat was at peace. She's not sad. She's not just discouraged. She's not upset. She's at peace. She's happy where she is because that's where she wanted to be. Amen. 
Yeah, we get mad because God take people we love. We, we yelling and screaming at him. Why? You're mean. You must hate me. No. Run to him and get some comfort for your situation. All the liars and the cheaters and the, the crackheads and the drunks. He said, run to me. All the pimps and the hoes, come to me. Jesus. The felons, he said, whatever your sweater, how no matter how dark situation is, he said, come. So we got some situations we can't run to mama. We got some situations we can't come to. But in all situations, I can run to God. Yes. See, even in the midst of adversity and anxiety, God provides encouragement and support. So we, so we get so caught up in trying to control our armed circumstances and lives that we forget the simple strength of be still and know that I'm God. Mm -hmm. Be still. Yeah. Be still. Mm -hmm. We such control freaks, we forget that we, if we just be still, God gonna work it out. Jesus. We forget about that. We're so control freaks. We're so so anxiety. We're so anxious. We're so, we're fiends. We just want everything now. I need more and more and more. And we just so we're so caught up in ourselves and so caught up in our flesh that we don't we forget it. If I just be still, see, even in the midst of this sister Pat situation, if you just be still, all that pain that you felt when you first found out about that, if you be still, God gonna take that pain away and replace it with joy. Yes, yes. And I'm a living, I'm a living testimony. Pain away. I got joy. I got peace now. I can cry. I can, uh, I can saw her. I saw her life be removed from her. She was talking to me. We look at eye to eye, face to face. That don't bother me anymore. I can go to my house and sit on the couch where it happened. And it won't disturb me anymore because I, I was I was able to be still and know that he was God. Amen. Thank See, you, Lord. I can sleep there if I needed to now. Thank you, Jesus. I can go to her house and I'll be OK. <laughs> because I, 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 I there's what do I have to be sad for? She made it. She made it. Uh -huh. Thank you, Jesus. She made it. One Thank of the you. things to remember is that in the midst of trouble, you're not alone. God is always there to walk through the situation with you. And while the trouble may not go away, God's peace is there to comfort you. See, he's the comforter. Amen. We got some. The ministry got some issues we got to figure out. We got to work out. We got to try to uh, get through and you know, whatever. But, 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 but I have peace. Amen. Peace. <laughs> so even when things get really tough, and God's comfort is there to see you through. Go get God's comfort tonight. Go ahead. Go run to God and get the comfort to see, see yourself through. You may not only be dealing with Sister Pat's situation, you may have some other stuff you was dealing with before the Sister Pat's situation even manifested itself in your life. Come on. Hell, Marquita got it. She's dealing with that and her mother just had a stroke. That's a lot. But somebody, see, we need to push her towards God. Oh, Marquita. Mm. 
See, God may comfort you through a friend speaking an encouraging word to you. Sister Pat did that to all of us. He may guide you as to how to help relieve some stress in your life. Whatever it is, God will help you bring comfort when things get tough. So, so tonight, today, be encouraged. As crazy as life seems at times, you're not walking alone. You've got God to walk through it with you, to comfort you, and to help you find joy in the midst of trouble. We just did a funeral procession right here. The next question is, uh, what it says, who, who, who is falling asleep? Who is, who is Paul talking about when he's talking about falling asleep? Or what is Paul talking about? Is he, you know, he, so. Right. So first Thessalonians 4 and 13 says, Paul uses the word asleep as a polite way of describing death. And we're going to stop using death. We're going to use they, they went home. Okay. First Thessalonians what? Four. And he said, Elvis, Elvis ain't dead. Elvis went home. Okay. Well, you know what? We're going to do the same. They went home. Our people, our loved ones, they haven't died. Right. No, they went They went so in the same way, we might say someone has passed away rather than saying a person has died. Therefore, he so Paul, instead of saying a person has died, Paul said they went to sleep. So and he's talking right. about believers, children of God. That's what he's talking about. So by the context, we see Paul's referring to believers who have went home prior to God coming home for. The for the church at the rapture. So that's what, so when he says, what question is that? I think that's question six. When he says people have fallen asleep, instead of saying death, that's what he's saying. They fell asleep. They right. fall, they fallen asleep. So mm -hmm. they have went home before Jesus has returned home for his people. That's mm -hmm. all he's what we got here. Uh as what's the next question? Uh let me see. Who will go before you in the word of God and who will be with you? All right. De uh, Deuteronomy 31 and 8 says, and the Lord, he is that goeth before you. He will be there. He will not fail thee, neither forsake thee. Fear not, neither pay. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will never leave you nor you. So God for you. So no matter what path we walk down, God is one step ahead of us. So no matter what you walk in right now, God is already ahead of you. He's already clearing the path. He's already removing the mountains. He's already removing the demons. He's already removing the haters. He's already removing the drama, the chaos and confusion. God is already ahead of you right now. Preach. So the Lord is always going before us. No matter what mountain we come against, he's already climbing it. No matter what journey or uncertainty we encounter, God is a hundred steps further. Laying out our path, he's preparing our steps. He's flattening the land and preparing our journey, covering our goal, and he's laying it out. And see, that's why you can do things that you normally because God is already ahead of you, making sure it's things that you can overcome and conquer. He knew Maisha would be an awesome single mother because he was already down that path. 
He knew Sister Pat. He he knew Sister Comac could overcome her addiction because he already was down that path. Amen. He knows that we can get past Sister Pat being elevated home because God is already 10, 20 steps ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Already. He knew Maisha would get over Sister Ma- He knew Maisha could handle Sister McGee's elevating home because he was already 30, 40 steps ahead of us. All right. Okay. See, God is famous for caring and preparing for us greater things. He walks ahead to fight the battles we fear we cannot win. Let me say that again. He walks ahead mm-hmm. to fight the battles that we think we can't when, 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 when we, when we, uh, there were some folks we called that we were scared to tell that Sister Pat had went home. But as I studied and I got to, to, to thinking, hold on, God has already prepared them. He's ready to help them get past this situation. He, God was ready to help me get past this situation because he was already ahead of this situation. See? Amen. So he walks ahead. He calms the seas we're convinced we can't beat. He softened the blows we're worried will take us down. He knows our role. He understands our coming trauma. He knows how to lead us through it. God is always a step ahead, even when life make us feel like we are being left behind. Be it a marriage that's going under, financial trial that looks impossible to fix, a baby a dream that never surfaces, no matter what, he's a step ahead working on your butt. Recognize that God is already working. And the Bible says in Psalms 41, and I, I, I'm sorry, as Isaiah 41 and 10, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. So now what does this mean? It means... We can worry less. That's what it means. You don't got to worry as much because God is ahead of you. Some of y'all already worried about what happens if this happens at my job? What happens if this if this interest rate goes up? What happens if uh, uh, this goes down? What happens if this happens to the economy? Some of us are already thinking about that. But guess who's already ahead of all of that? God. Amen. <laughs> Everybody should be saying amen. Let me say that again. All the things that you've worried about, all the things that you, you know, because we got some people who like to be prepared. You know, they, you know, all, you know, all, all you overthinkers that, you know, well, hold on. I'm, I like to be 30 steps ahead. But guess what? You can never be more ahead than God. So shut up and sit down. Right. Yeah, we got a whole bunch of overthinkers. Well, you know, I just like to be prepared. But yeah, but you can never be more prepared than God. And even your preparation is not even greater than greater than God. Because your preparation, your preparation don't even fit in God's plans. So shut up and sit down. And we can't be prepared for everything. Don't you believe if I could be prepared for what was going to happen to Sister Pat, I would have been prepared for it. Yes, I would have been, but who saw that coming? So what I'm saying to you tonight is there's things in this wife that you won't be prepared for, but what you can do is trust in God to be prepared for you. 
There's going to be some things your kids do you won't be prepared for. There's going to be some health issues you have you won't be prepared for. There's going to be some financial issues you have you won't be prepared for. But just know God is prepared for you. There's some things at work that's about to happen that you ain't going to be prepared for. But God is prepared for you. There's going to be some things psychologically, emotionally, physically, and spiritually you won't be prepared for. But God is prepared for you. And if God is prepared for you, what you worry for? Amen. Okay. Any questions, concerns, comments, opinions? I think we can. There's nothing else to add to that. Pastor Jamal, uh, I say that was brilliant. One thing that's coming to my mind uh, is Brother uh, Darian. Just to, not to add on to it, but just to what what you uh, what you just said was awesome. Uh, I just want to say, sound like Sister Pat. Uh, with everything you just said, she mastered that. Last night there was some those saying she was happy. You know, Amen. She, I, I I know within myself, I used to worry a lot, but once I mastered how God operates and how He works and what 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 you just said, you know, I I don't worry. You know, and and I noticed that God God supplies all my needs. Now now what a lot of people don't know is I don't make a whole bunch of money on, on my job. But you, you know what? God sends the right resources, the right people my way. Why don't have to worry and, and, you know, fret and go all crazy. And that's one thing that I believe Sister Pat did. She mastered what you just said. And I, I, I never met her, but I could tell she was happy. She knew God. Lana said yesterday she got that oil. She got that word. She, she got into that word. And that's what made her so happy. And she knew what to do even before it came. See, and because she mastered that, she was able to give. A lot of us, we can't give. We, we barely like to give 20 bucks. Sister Pat was giving hundreds of dollars all the time. But she mastered that God would, would replenish it and that God would supply her need. And he did. Amen. See, when you master that, you can give. When you master that, you ain't worried about what's going on because you know your needs will be met. That's one of the, one of the lovely things I like uh, that Jack talks about. He said when he was younger, he would the money was important. But as he's gotten older and his spiritual maturity has grown, he he understands that money is not everything because God will supply all his needs. And because he doesn't chase after money so much, he ain't running around like a chicken with his head cut off or putting himself in peace. When you master that God will supply, when you master that God will, is already 10 steps ahead, you, and Sister Pat wasn't stressed. Why you think she was just, she, she gave to this ministry, oh my God, if you only knew. Every, every Sunday, she had an envelope for somebody. Here you go. And then, and then going to try to do it on the sneak because she thought I would be upset. And then going to come back Monday, hey, I gave so-and-so. I said, you do what God tell you to do. But she mastered. <laughs> she mastered not being stressed because God is ahead. And so if, you, if we can master that as children of God, that blood pressure starts to go down. That gray hair and it's gray. 
sleeping, smiling. All my parents on the phone. You worried about those kids, but don't you know God is ahead? And Sister, Sister Comac always said our prayers are not in vain. Yes, God is, God, God is ahead of this ministry right now. Yes, we, oh, Miss Sister Pat, you going home, but God is ahead of this ministry. He already has doors ready for this ministry to open up. He already has favor and grace for this ministry. God is already ahead. He's been ahead of this ministry. He was ahead of us last year and the year before, before we even knew we were going to get this place. He was ahead of us, but he's been ahead of us and he stays ahead of us. And so we going to master worrying less and trusting more. That's matter of fact, that's what you write on your arm and your paper tonight. I'm a worry less and trust God more. All right. Are we good? Everybody good? Maisha, Sister Comac, Brother Addis? Yeah. Darian, Brother Jack, anybody? I'm good. It was just very uplifting and encouraging. Oh, it and yeah, it was, Maisha, because I didn't expect, like, who expected these questions? That just shows you how far ahead God is. <laughs> That's awesome. So anyways, we should be good to go. We're going to worry less. We're going to trust in God more. Um, um, we will probably have some information on um, Sister Pat's going home service on Sunday. Um, again. Um, let's come and let's celebrate God the way she on Sunday. And we'll go from there.